0: Today's episode of the Fast Brackets podcast is brought to you by Winlight Bets. Winlight Bets is the fastest gaming action on Earth, using the fastest motorsport on Earth. Go to the Winlight Bets Facebook page, like and follow to be up to date on all the latest information around gaming and your favorite sport, drag racing. Welcome to the Fast Brackets Podcast, where we highlight the cars and stars of top sportsmen and top dragster drag racing. I am one half of your co-hosting team, Rex Simmermaker, coming to you from the heart of Indianapolis, the racing capital of the world.
1: And I'm J.P. Miller, coming to you from rural Virginia. Guys and girls, today is episode 126. J.P.,
0: one twenty-six, sir. There's a there's a lot of action. We're getting towards the end of the year. We're getting to the end of October, which of course means the greatest holiday of the year, Halloween is right around the corner. As our listeners are uh, getting this podcast, hopefully they either have their cars all dressed up or they are working on their costumes. Let me ask you this, sir: What are you going? to your Halloween party as
1: this year? I have no idea, Rex. I haven't even thought that far. I'll, I'll probably dress up like I did last year and, and go to work. <laughs>
0: <So>. <laughs> you going to go as a race car driver? Is that what you're going to go yeah, as?
1: Well, yeah, I guess I could do that. I mean that's always a good option,
0: right? You can you cannot go wrong with that. You just grab your helmet last minute. Um, I've had some good times over the years uh, at some Halloween parties. I'm not gonna lie. Um, there, there's been some good costumes over the year. I was uh, the one year I showed up as uh, to a party as Ted Bundy and as luck would have it, there were a handful of girls that showed up as Ted Bundy victims. But they didn't bring ten bunny with them. I didn't know him. It was just randomly showed up. It was uh, fortuitous on my part to have my victims already there that I did not know about. It was it worked out well.
1: That sounds like an interesting story. <laughs> <I don't...
0: laughs> yeah, I'll tell you. I'll tell you offline. How about that? <laughs> There's a yeah, little was, more to it, I was, but I, like, uh... <laughs> I don't
1: know if it was on air story. But that definitely sounds like an interesting story.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um Yeah, I will just tell you that never mind actually i'm not going to tell you anything on the air jp you tried to make me do it um and then there was one year where i went as felix barmgardner the uh red bull guy who you know jumped out of the whatever from the outer space that was kind of fun too that was actually a really good uh halloween
1: party oh yeah that he jumped from like the moon jump or whatever what happened to that guy what is, um, what is it, the strat- the stratosphere?
0: Yeah, something. I don't know. He he set some record, right, and Red Bull sponsored him, and uh, he set some record for jumping from the highest point in the universe or whatever it might have been. And, you know, he landed. He didn't break anything, but uh, I think he just retired after that, said enough's enough. I think I'm going to stay on the first floor. I, rumor has
1: it he bought a ranch home and retired,
0: probably, if you can believe
1: because, that. I mean, nobody's probably trying to break their record because No, I don't think so. I
0: don't think so. But uh, Halloween's coming up. Hopefully, uh, you guys uh, stay away from the candy corn. Hopefully, you guys uh, have a steady mix of Reese's Peanut Butter Cups instead. Uh, You know, maybe a little ghost, you know, uh, design thing or, you know, whatever. But uh, definitely stay away from the candy corn. We need none of
1: that. Candy corn is the worst. I, I don't even understand why they make. That's the worst candy in the world. I will go to my grave telling you this,
0: uh, candy that tastes like corn is not a candy. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart, candy that <laughs> tastes like corn is not a candy. Like let's, let's not, I don't know who, uh, you know, what kind of psychop we had to get that in the mix. Uh, but, uh, it, yeah, it's terrible. Let's stay away from that. Let's go straight to the Reese's peanut butter cups. Let's get them, you know, in the shape of a little, uh, pumpkin or oh, a pumpkin. post or something like that those are always good um you know and uh, off we go so hopefully you know it's a, it's a good time of year jp hopefully uh you know there's a few um races left on the calendar but uh for the most part the majority of the season's done and we're kind of wrapping it up and we have a little fun over halloween hopefully and if you got little kids man how fun is it to let them dress up and run them around the neighborhood or whatever it's just it's it's an absolute blast. Yes, sir. Hey, we've got uh, another great episode for our listeners this week. We've we've really got a good one. I'm excited about it. Uh, our guest this week is Chad Trailer. He won the P.D.R.A. Top Sportsman World Championship. He's uh, we're excited to have him on. And then we've got a handful of other stuff. We've got points races to wrap up in a couple series. We've got some historic news. Um, you know, we've just got some interesting stuff this week. So, uh, guys, girls, uh, get to doing whatever it is that you do while you listen to the show, make your commute, clean the shop, work on that old heap, but metaphorically speaking, get your helmet on, get strapped in because here we go. All right, JP, let's get this thing hot. Let's put this in the water box. And talk about something historic that happened here over the weekend down in Texas at the NHRA national event. These are big, this is big news. I think it's big news for the sport of drag racing. Erica Enders wins pro stock. That makes her the winningest female driver in NHRA national event history ever. She's 47 national event wins uh, by female. That surpasses Angel Sampe, longtime uh, Angel Savoie, and 47 wins uh, and the national level, all time winning female. That is big, big news in our sport.
1: That's definitely big news. Uh, 47 wins is big for anybody. I don't care if female, male, or however, but uh, well, we're not going to go there. But 47 yeah, wins what? are huge. <laughs> um, right. And, uh, Big hats off to Erica Enders um, for getting it done. Uh, she's a Texas native, Texas native, so I'm sure that she always usually does pretty good down there. Um, yeah, that's a that's a huge accomplishment, man, and I, I'm sure she will win a little bit more than 47. She's young still, so she's got a lot of career left, to, you know, ahead of her.
0: Right, that's the whole thing, right? I mean, she she has a opportunity to uh to really distance herself from every, and we all know really good female drivers right i mean i could i could give you uh you know a list i'd be leaving a handful off but i mean we've had them on this show first of all um look at the list of females drivers we've had on the show all excellent uh erica stands at the top of that crowd She's young. She has a chance to you know, really set herself apart. I think what's interesting though is the fact that Angel is coming back into the mix, not in pro stock motorcycle, but in top fuel potentially. I think it's going to be top alcohol dragster next year and then fuel potentially the year after that. Now that could get fun because if they're going back and forth with wins, then they would potentially be breaking each other's record for a while. Now, Obviously, uh, Erica has great equipment. She's you know, more familiar in the pro stock range. and there's gonna be a learning curve for Angel. So Erica might put some distance here before Angel gets up to speed. That said, that would be a kind of a fun thing going back and forth between her and Angel. and it would be good for the sport because what the best thing or one of the best things about drag racing is that there is no limit uh, in terms of competition. You know, there's a lot of rage right now and whether, you know, the uh, males should be competing with females and the chandre- transgenders and all that stuff. We don't have to worry about any of that stuff. We just have to get in the car and drive, and we put men against women, and we go at it. And uh, it is the most equal playing field, right? That's what it is. It's the most equal playing field. And so this is good. This is really good stuff.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, like Jamie Fowler said um, on the last episode, it's it's when you get in that car, you're equal to anybody else. And I think it'll be great, man, to see one, it'd be great to see Angel coming back and hopefully she can, you know, have some success in the A field car and the field car and obviously love to see Erica keep on winning and you know Erica sparks a lot of conversation, so it's always good to to kinda see that. Um so I'm hoping hoping you know, that we get more wins and a little bit of, like you said, a rivalry going. Yeah, for sure. You know, we should probably mention, uh, I have not
0: had a chance to see it yet, but the Flow Racing put out the Erica Enders, Courtney Enders sisters. I, I should know what the name of that uh, movie is. I think it's but, the uh, Queen of Speed, isn't it? Correct. Speed. Thank you for helping me out there. Um, and in that, I think, is pretty interesting, too. I mean, these these girls have been, or at least Erica has for the whole time, Courtney, a lot of the time, been in the spotlight for a long time, and they've represented the sport really well you know, no, no issues, no, you know, and we all know athletes have issues off the track sometimes or off the court or what, and she's represented the sport really well. So I think that's really cool too.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. They are, you know, I think at one point Erica was pretty much the poster child or probably still is the poster child for NHRA. So it's always good to see them successful.
0: Yeah. And yeah, I mean, 47 is a lot. Um, but she's young. I mean, shoot, who knows? Like she, I think if anybody has a shot, I mean, she probably um, likely has a chance to go down as the, I mean, she would, you know, it depends on how, what she wants to do with it ultimately. But I mean, to say she gets another 47, I'm not sure if that's out of the picture for her. I mean, she's, she's really good at what she does. So, I mean, that's not she impossible could.
1: either. She could potentially go down maybe as the winningest driver in NHRA history. I, I think that's well within her
0: grasp, but that's what she wants to do. There's no doubt about that. So, congrats to Erica Enders. Uh, I think that's good for uh, a, lot, a lot of females out there cheering for her. Um, she handles that very well. Um, you know, kind of takes the reins with that really good stuff. Congrats to her. That's 47 national event uh, NHRA victories. The all-time winningest female uh in history and congrats to her and you know congrats to all the other girls behind her that are going to go chase that all right let's put this thing in the beams on with us now from new kent virginia he is a longtime bracket racing standout he has won multiple ihra victories he's multiple won multiple nhra victories and he is your most recent PDRA Top Sportsman World Champion. Please welcome to the show, Chad Trailer. Chad, how are you tonight, man? I'm doing well. How are y'all this evening? Doing we're good, buddy. Yeah, we're good, but we are nowhere near as good as you because we are not the Top <laughs> Sportsman World Champion uh, for 2023. So that uh, makes you a little better than us, sir.
2: <laughs> well, it really hasn't set in yet. I really appreciate it. Um, well, let's uh,
0: before we get into this season, let's maybe uh, take a step back. Let's go way back in machine and and talk about how you got into drag racing. Um, tell us, uh, you know, kind of what the first worst, first car you drove was down the track.
2: Yes, sir. My first car was a '68 Camaro. I got it when I was 15 years old, and I uh, started at Richmond Dragway, a local track, probably 10 minutes from me. And I um, basically just the first time I went to the track, I got hooked. And I've been there ever since, like every weekend of my life, just about.
0: That's a familiar story, right? Um, and <laughs> and uh, you're a Camaro, right? So I'm, I'm guessing it was a, it was, was that a street car that you took to the track? Or it was that was. a dedicated race car?
2: No, it was a street car. I drove it to high school, then drove it to college. Um, After my 68, I got a 69 Camaro, and then eventually sold that and got my first Dragster. And kind of moved from, you know, having a hot ride, driving around on the street and bracket racing some on the weekends to getting a full-out race car and having, you know, something dedicated I could race on the weekends.
0: And what was the first... Like dedicated race car that you had, was it? Did you? Uh...
2: Um, it it was a dragster that I honestly had no reason buying because it, it was probably sixteen or seventeen inches wide, and I shoehorned myself in it and said, "I love it." I could. You know, it, was, it was so small to roll it in with safety equipment on top of the cage, drive over two lanes, and get put in and get shoehorned in this car that was. You know, I thought it was a rocket ship 20, 25 years ago, and it probably was then. And you know, it's gotten so much faster over the years, year after year, it just gets faster. I think that car would only run like 870s in the quarter, which is not even heard of now with dragsters, the speeds they're running.
0: Right, right. That seems super fast back in the time, and now it's uh... – you'd be picking up the rear, right? It'd
2: be laughable now. (laughs) It would be laughable now. (laughs) Right. You know, everybody, a big motor back then was a 60 over 454. Everybody had a 468 motor, and we thought that was the biggest thing in the world. And then, you know, people went to 509s and 540s and 565s. And now, you know, like at this past weekend at VMP, you know, if you ran top dragster class, you better – Run four forties to get in the slow side of it. Right, and it's just amazing how yeah. fast everything is now. You're not getting in any elite class unless you can probably go three eighties and top sportsman or top dragster. It's it's pretty fascinating, isn't it? I mean, these are these. I,
0: crazy. I don't think what people truly realize, and you know, we we call these are you know sportsman classes, but I mean, these are such technical machines and and such high level machines i mean jp and i talked about it off off the air about the elite classes specifically i mean they're pro operations almost i mean they are they're pro operations
2: and they have high level
0: machinery i mean it's it's hard to believe sometimes
2: yeah 100 percent. it's sometimes you know when i'm pitted at a national event or a pdra event and you know we'll make our lap come back hook up the battery charger write down some numbers put fuel in it and sit down in the chair and look across and there'll be an elite team parked there and i mean they are steadily 12 hours a day wrenching on these things and working on them and i admire them i get tired watching them work on it but <laughs> the dedication that they they put in and the hours that they put in it's amazing the,
1: yeah absolutely it I was pitted near Dan Ferguson and, and Glenn Butcher this weekend and it, it pretty much looks like a pro night two pro nitrous teams over there in between rounds. Right.
0: So um you, you shoehorned yourself into this dragster and you ran that for a little while and um what what did you do after that? What did you do after that first dragster? <laughs> well
2: it was a piece of junk. I mean, I was just, I <laughs> thought I was a superstar, you know, because I got this dragster, and I don't even know what year it was. It was advertised as a Spitzer, but it was probably a home-built car. I think every home-built car back then was advertised as a Spitzer. <laughs> right. But, you know, I had a lot of guys that were instrumental in helping me, and, you know, Norman Montgomery first got me going. Don Rudd took me under his wing, and I don't honestly think I'd be anywhere without the help of that man. He was really good and helping me mechanically helping me mentally get better and just you know how I feel like somebody to get better in this sport they got to have somebody above them that takes their hand and says you know let me teach you some stuff you know you have the ability but you need a little guidance and Mm -hmm. he's been great you know he's been a friend of mine probably 30 years and helped me not only in racing but in other areas of my life so I owe a lot to him and you know, I've got other mentors like Anthony Bertazzi, He helps me. Keith Cox. You know, he called me last year and said, "Hey, you interested in maybe driving a Top Sportsman car next year, which is this year?" And I said, "Yeah, I'd love to." So, I really, honestly, I wouldn't be anywhere near, you know, where I am without all these people's help. I'm just a small part of it.
0: Well, let's let's talk about that then, because you have uh, previous to this year, right? Um, you'd driven a lot of different stuff, but then this opportunity comes up to run the top sportsman car. And was that the goal at the beginning of the season to try to win a championship?
2: Uh, I'm not really. Um, I had a dragster and, you know, the PDRA thing I really liked because it seemed like a family organization. I mean, they value families and it's a family atmosphere and it's a professional atmosphere and I I have the I like the excitement of actually qualifying because I remember when I was younger that man I would tow to a national event and my whole goal was to get in the field I didn't have any idea I could win one but I just wanted to qualify and I thought it was super cool so I think the PDRA has some of the nicest race cars in the world you know and the quality of people is great it's a it's a big accomplishment to beat them guys because I mean they're some of the best drivers you know anywhere on the PDRA circuit
0: no argument there right those guys are uh doing it at a very very high level so um so you make this deal to to kind of race in this series um the the whole year in top sportsman tell us about tell us about the car tell us a little bit about the car that you drove
2: all sure year. it's uh the 63 corvette split window it was originally built by pat bennett probably about 20 years ago but The car doesn't have hardly any runs on it because a guy purchased it and it sat in a garage for a long time. And Keith bought it, put his motor in it, some nitrous. Um, Keith is an excellent tuner, and I mean, that's really where I need my help on the mechanical side of it. They're just way more knowledgeable and smarter than I am. But um, he gave me the opportunity, him and Amy, his wife, you know, I said, I want to run some PDRA stuff with my dragster. I just bought me a new dragster and trying to get the bugs worked out. Of he said, well, let's just play a little with the Corvette. I think he really just wanted to go fast and have fun. And if we accidentally won some rounds, you know, we won some rounds. But this was going to be more of our learning year than anything with the car. Oh, wow. Look out. Look out. You tell me that you're a learning you learning year and you win it, Chad. <laughs> right <laughs> Yeah. Uh, You know, it's one of those years where I I tell everybody to win a championship. You have to be dedicated. You have to travel. You have to surround yourself with good people. But you all also need those laps that's going to go one thou or two thou to fall your way instead of the other way. I don't know. How many years I've tried to, you know, I've been close to a championship and it's a double breakout and you're 1,000 more under than he is. And Mm -hmm. it seems like the year you won the championship, you can look back and find two or three of those runs that just went your way instead of the other guy's way. you
0: you got to be perfect and then you got to get a little bit lucky, right? That's kind of how you have to win. Yeah.
2: Definitely, because everybody's so good now and their equipment's so good and racetracks are so good that, it, man, it's splitting hairs sometimes, you know, just when you pull in the lane. Sometimes leaving your pit at the right time determines everything.
0: <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> right. That's a big, big point, yeah. Well, uh, what you, you said uh, Keith tunes that thing. What size motor is it?
2: Um. So he's got a 665 in it now. Mm-hmm um it really has 14 horsepower it's just you know we struggled the first half of the year just getting it to work good and we're just kind of baby stepping you know trying to pick up two or three hundreds here two or three hundreds there and you know this past weekend we had it 28 which isn't terrible it's a couple years ago that sounded like a rocket ship and now everybody's so fast you know it's you got a four twenty on you, and they're like, you know, so what, you know? <laughs> three right. second cars after three second cars after three second cars, with... right?
0: Yeah. So what is – does uh?
2: Yeah, it's progressed.
0: I'm I'm not looking at the qualifying sheet. What does a four twenty eight qualify you at in uh, the regular top sports?
1: But so That's
2: a great question. You know, the world finals, JP probably knows better than I do. I think I was 30th or something. No, maybe 26th. I don't know.
1: Yeah, you're going to be mid to, mid to high 20s, something yeah. like that. Uh,
2: and that's on a 48-car back half. That ain't even a 32-car back half. All right. so, you know, you're talking about 40 cars faster than 420, you know, in just the top sportsman class. <laughs>
0: you've, been doing this, you've been doing this a long time, Chad. uh Like, did you ever think that was going to happen? I mean, did you? Would you, if somebody would told you when you first started racing after your first year that, hey, someday you're going to win the world championship, you're going to be dialed a four twenty eight, and that's going to qualify you twenty seventh. I mean, would would you
2: laugh at him? Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, Goliath, you know, thank goodness we got three qualifying shots. We didn't even, we weren't even in the field to the third one. You know, it's just, you know, the first one, it shook. Shook so hard, it cut the power off on the car, got pushed off. Second run, we're a couple hundred short. And third run, we get in, then we end up winning the race. It's, you know, it's, it's just as easy on that third run to something go wrong. You don't even qualify.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. When when did you uh when did you kind of know this weekend? I know it was it was still some stuff up in the air, but I think kind of pretty much after the first round, it seemed like you pretty much had it locked up. Did you know then, or were you like, I just need to keep going rounds as many rounds as I can? Because I know some of the guys yeah. that were right behind you went out early.
2: Oh, they were, and you know everybody says the same thing. Don't look at the points; that mess you up mentally, and and I agree one hundred percent. They do affect your mental your mental look at the race, but we can't help it. Just as, you know, inquisitive individuals, we know where everybody's at in points. And pointing. the guys that say they don't have no idea, and they don't know, they're lying. I mean, they, every, everybody knows. You Watching know? it every and five minutes. Knew, yeah, and I knew I had to win second round to win, and thank goodness I did. Because, you know, Mark, he, he's, he's been a lifelong friend of mine. He went ahead and won the race, and I think I won the championship by like one round.
1: Yeah, he he had a heck of a weekend.
2: Oh, um, yeah, it's crazy. You know, third round, I'm still mad at myself because we opened the valve under the tower for the nitrous and the purge valve stuck in it, starts spraying all the nitrous up in the air, and I had to shut it, and my heart rate got jacked up, and I'm 002 red dead on two third round, and the guy's like 39 and two seconds above blowing oh. the tires off of it. Oh. And I'm... I'm more mad about that than anything. I won the championship, but I was pissed I didn't win the round because it's, it's the racer <laughs> in you, you know, just the competitiveness comes yeah. out where you're like, man, did I'm too perfect.
1: Did y'all feel like it was kind of hard to get a hold of the track? Not saying the track was bad, but it was just the air was so good and it was like at points I it was, was really, really tight and it, then it was it would get cold. yeah.
2: You're 100% right. Yeah, I heard a lot of really, really high horsepower guys say that track was so good that it would just shake, you know? Yeah. Like I say, we've been creeping up, and we don't throw everything we have at it just because we ain't got to that point yet where we can feel good or confident that we're going to run dead on going out there with throwing everything that we could throw at it. So we just kind of trying to have, like, just enough to get in the field and race competitively.
1: I understand that. I understand that.
2: How's it pulling double
1: duty, though, from, you know, because those classes run right behind you. So what do you – you got, like, a scooter down at the top end, and then you you haul ass back to the – to the, to
2: the stage Pretty much, lanes. pretty much, yeah, pretty much. The dragsters, <laughs> you know, they build these things so user-friendly that they got an alternator on them and stuff. And, right. you know, when you race, you can just drive back to your trailer and then hop in the Corvette and go up. Um, if you run the Corvette first, you know, usually you'll have that down at the end and just take a golf cart back or a scooter and just hop in the dragster. But I think if I had to run, like, two top sportsman cars, it'd be nearly impossible. But the dragsters are kind of just like, you know, a motor on a stick, you hop in and drive around and make up the lap and come back. Right. I just, but I, I kind I of kinda always wonder. Yeah, the top sportsman no, yeah, cars are so much more fun, though. You know, the fans love them more and they're just cooler. More stuff's going on in there and that's what people want to see.
1: Oh, you know, door
2: cars are always more fun, too. They are. They are. (laughs) Agree
1: 100%.
2: They're harder to see out of if you're the slow one. I will say that.
1: Yeah. May have
2: respect to anybody. And that's what I told Keith. I said, we really need to be proud of what we accomplished going first every time. Because as you know, JP, the visibility and them things suck. So, you try to look around and find somebody. And everybody's like, why are you taking a car length or two? I'm like, dude, you can't see nobody. I yeah, feel like Stevie Wonder at the finish line. <laughs> you ain't doing all of <laughs> yeah. that tightening it up and making it and no. making it real
1: close. It just it doesn't happen like that. You just you're taking that win yeah. as you get it.
2: <laughs> you got it. People's like, why don't you take a couple thousand to Corvette like you do the dragster? I'm like okay.
0: Right. You can't see out of that thing,
2: right? That's uh
0: <laughs> No, that makes sense. Well let yeah. me ask you this. That's Be why I cur-
2: wants to go so fast they have to look
0: yeah we've got a little bit of problems here with uh here it looks like cutting out a little bit Chad but uh hopefully he gets back soon because I want to ask him about qualifying uh if you know what type of premium he puts on qualifying because our our resident uh statistical expert Todd Ferguson Uh has been giving me some uh interesting data about you know uh where people qualify especially on the elite side probably not as much on the on the regular side but more on the elite side saying hey if you qualify here how many round wins can you get and and where do the winners ultimately right. come from is does that ever come in your mind then chad like just say hey you know i'd like to be in maybe the top half or any of that stuff or just
2: get in and oh definitely i mean i really need to hook up with your statistician because if he can tell improve my odds that's really what i want (laughs) you know i feel like the odds are everything if you can sway them in your favor but you know unfortunately feel the little guy with a i hate to say it but a 665 with one kid is like Mm. entry-level top sportsman now these guys got you know 959s with four or five kids on them and You know, so sometimes you really can't move because you're throwing everything you got into it just to get into the field. But, yeah, I mean, I feel like a driver that's got the fastest top sportsman car that it goes down the racetrack. I feel like he's at definitely an advantage because the race is unfolding in front of him.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. You know, Rex, I'm, I'm remembering
1: what you were saying Todd said, and I was just sitting here looking at the sheet and like I know he was saying like around mid-pack and elite, but thinking about it, the guys that went in the forty-eight field, like that went rounds. Mark was six, okay. Chad was twenty-six. Uh, I think Stacy Hall went some went some rounds. He was twenty-third. Robbie Crenshaw was like nineteen. So okay. like right in that. Like what he was saying, it's something to that man. He's he's definitely been put some 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 work and effort into this because there's something to that what he's saying.
0: Well, what Todd says, and he's got the data to back it up that says essentially where you want to qualify in the elite, and he he focuses on top sportsmen mostly because you know that's where Dan runs. But he his theory is that you really should qualify fifth through eighth. You know the the second right. quarter of the field, it's uh the fastest car is a little bit rough to get hold of, um, and then like you said, Chad, if you're on the you know the back half of the qualifying field, then you, you're kind of guessing. You never see that other car, right? So right. Uh, so that's kind of the sweet spot it seems like, and maybe maybe not as important on the regular side, but certainly on the elite side, it seems like that is bearing out. It'll be interesting to see. Um, you know how that plays out next year too
1: definitely
2: yeah it uh, what's the plan
1: for next year to um as far that's as a uh, great
2: question you know i, I honestly don't even know because i really didn't expect this to happen i mean i'm blessed that it did happen and i mean thank all the people that helped us get to this point because it definitely wasn't just me i mean i tried to do my part as best i can but I'm far from perfect, but I feel like on this level, if you try to win a championship, it's very, very difficult to do by yourself. I'd be surprised if, you know, one guy can do everything himself and win it. It's just Marty. nearly impossible now with the quality of everybody.
1: Well, you got to come out and try to defend it. So you gonna, Are we going to step her up you a right. little bit? And- <laughs> You're
2: right. I guess the goal next year would be try to win both classes, top sportsman and top dragster
1: That's that's what I'm talking about. See, nice that's what we're this talking. This is what I was trying to tell you about Virginia guys. <laughs> uh, Rick. uh Here we go again, the Virginia guys. We come guys. to, win that. We I know, to win Virginia everything. guys. I get it. Hey, All right. We want to win. Win top sportsman, top dragster and the fifty-fifty 50 if they have one. Man, right. that'd be sweet. Right. <laughs> Maybe we can win a bogey run in there too. <laughs> yes, sir. We, uh, they don't know nothing about the bogeys. Out will <laughs> <laughs> work this way, man. Remember that, that bogey, that bogey in the oh, second yeah. time run.
2: <laughs> oh, Definitely. They don't know nothing about that, JP. Yeah. No. We are showing our age. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. oh, that's funny. Oh God!
1: I when I first started racing. I remember when you got three time runs. Remember that? <laughs>
2: Me too. I used to go to Colonial <laughs> Beach as a kid because I could get like 14 time runs and get cracked. Oh, yeah, but I was, was super uh, happy.
1: Time lanes open at like 12 and you just run oh, as many yeah. times as you could get up there.
2: Back in the day, you do dry hops.
1: Dry hops was the best part of the round. <laughs> With the run, yeah, with the dry hop. Definitely showing our age now.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Rex, you know anything about dry hop? I
0: know a little bit. I know that uh, they (laughs) (laughs) were kinda they were going out of style when, when
2: I started getting out of the wheel. I know that.
0: I, remember. I tell you, that's my
2: goal for y'all next year. If I get a buy run like three cars to the final, I'm going to do a dry hop. I love <laughs> it. I'm going to hold you to I that. I love it. I'm gonna hold you you,
0: you heard it here first, folks. We're going to get
2: some
1: top sportsman dry hops out of Chad. I love it. You think PDR will let us do a bogey in the last qualifier, Chad?
2: <laughs> they might. I mean, if they get Tyler the and, and Tommy and them can make some money, they do a bogey.
1: Yeah, for for people that don't know, a bogey is like in your last qualifying run or time run, you you actually put a dial in on the car and and like whoever comes close to wins. Best package it wins. wins the money. Best package wins the money. Yeah, so oh, in yeah. the Midwest we call that dial
0: for dollars is what we call okay. it. Okay, so same thing. Yeah. <laughs> But the, but bogey bogey makes it sound fun too. I like it. Uh, now Chad, you mentioned that you have you know like you mentioned. I think I think you're dead on with this. And then you said you just can't do this by yourself. So talk about the people that help you do this thing because you want a championship that is not easy. I know you had
2: some help. Oh definitely. Um, like I say, Keith Cox and Amy Cox. They own the car. Um, Keith works on it all the time, trying to make it better. I mean, he never gave up. Sometimes he wanted to sell that thing and say, let's get something different. But we just, you know, just kept fighting and just kept believing and trying. And Lori, my girlfriend, um, she supports me. And even when I'm down on myself and feel like I'm just getting beat down and can't win around, she's like, just keep trying. You know, if you keep putting down good laps, sooner or later, it's got to happen. And I believe that, you know, I feel like, consistently good every week is going to be great one week. You know, some, some people are just super, super good one week and it's their week to win, but I think you just got to put good, consistent laps and hope you're paired right. And, you know, sometimes like Mark, you know, losing by one round, I love him to death like a brother, but I'm sure he can reflect back and find one round in those eight races he could have won easily or should have won easily. But, you know, all of us can, you know, it's just... That's why you got to be serious from the beginning. You know, I was blessed to start out the year with a semi. The first day in the car, it was horrible when we get to the semis. And then he said, well, we got to go to Virginia because we're 45 minutes away. We go there, it's horrible, and I win. I'm like, oh, my God, now <laughs> we got to chase this thing. Yeah. You know, we just kept trying and trying, and and God blessed us and let us win it, it as I turned. So. I'm really excited. We could go to Indianapolis to the PRI show and the banquet, and meet some people and see some people, and hopefully open up some opportunities for us. I like it. I like it.
1: You definitely had a heck of a season. It just remind Rex where Mark is from, also, uh, Chad. Mark from Waynesboro, Virginia. Here we go. All right, I got (laughs) it.
2: Another Virginia Virginia guy. Hey, look, I acquired some (laughs) new friends. Um, You know, like Rubichek. What a great individual. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, people it, haven't <laughs> met him. He's an awesome guy. Yep. And, you know, I didn't really get to know him until this year, but I can't say enough good things about the guy. He's been great to me. Dave Adowski with the Red GXP, he's great. Nick Maloney, we've been friends a long time. You know, all of us want to win because all of us are competitors, but we'll still go back to the pits and eat dinner together and we love each other. We do anything for any of us. And that's what keeps me going back every year is the people. It's not the sport because if you think you're yeah. winning every week, you could get frustrated oh, with it. But right. oh, yeah. I do it for the people.
0: <laughs> Man, what? It, yeah, that's a, that's a very great thought because, I mean, yeah, this is a humbling sport. Some days, and um, even when you win, right? You've had a great season, and there were probably some times you were ready to to throw the whole thing away and and go boating or whatever it might be. Definitely. So, well, uh, Chad, thank you so much for coming on. Congrats uh, on winning you know, the PDRA Top Sportsman World Champion. We will see you at PRI here in, uh, I don't know, a couple months here, or not even two months now. Uh, but guys, girls, that was the great Chad trailer if you need it. Today's half track report is brought to you by DragRaceLawyer.com for all your high horsepower legal needs. Go to Ed Harney at DragRaceLawyer.com. JP, we've got some series championships to talk about at this point. So the Midwest drag racing series has wrapped up their season already. Um, I say already. Um, what I meant to say was that they've actually already put out their 2024 uh, calendar as well. They they put a great series together. So, man, if you can catch some of those races, um, either racing or attending just as a fan, I think those are really good events to go to. They do a nice job. And they've already got their 2024 calendar out there. But the winners... Um, We have what we'd say more winners in Top Sportsman and Top Dragster for the Midwest Drag Racing Series, JP. Um, And I mean that to say that Rod Moore is your Top Sportsman World Champion in Midwest Drag Racing Series. And Cody Moore is your winner in Top Dragster, on the Top Dragster side. So Rod is your Top Sportsman champ and Cody Moore is your series champion. champion for top dragster unrelated but uh spelled the same so how cool is that
1: yeah what's the chances of two guys with the same last name and two different classes uh in the same series win championships and not be related
0: that's uh interesting pretty cool. right right <laughs> uh, yeah that's different uh but those guys i know them both to be really good racers earned that win you know earned that series championship uh I know they had some issues and we talked about it just in terms of weather and some things like that with their series early in the year. But man, um, they do a nice job at that series and I I really think that uh they're set to kind of get some of their gremlins behind them and and have just continue to have a great push for next year for their series. So congrats to Rod Moore and Cody Moore. We should probably have those guys on and talk about their their uh championship JP. So
1: yeah, uh, yeah, ooh. absolutely. And uh, I think, yeah, Midwest is poised. I mean, they're poised to have a good season. They're due. Um, I agree. I know we keep saying that, but they are definitely due. So look for them to do big, big things in 2024.
0: We'll get uh, producer Chris on that to uh, track those guys down and get them uh, loaded up for an episode here shortly. Um, Additionally, on the NHRA side, um, Brandon Miller wraps up the Top Sportsman Championship um, there was a little bit of a race there for a while, but he, um, with this last weekend, kind of solidified it. You know, We had Mike Moorhead on, and it just looks like that's out of reach, even though Mike um, is going to Vegas. He's going to go to Vegas uh, race. He's going to make it really close if he has an improvement. Could look good on paper, but it appears that Brandon Miller is going to wrap that series up. There's still a little bit left to do on the top dragster side. It's kind of interesting, GP. Um, Vince Mussolino out of New York has 609 points in top dragster. Clint Geis has 597. So in relative terms, those are only 12 points away. And it appears like they are both going to go to Vegas uh, to try to wrap up the season. So we've got a little bit of uh, drama out there on the West Coast. Vince went to Dallas. It appears like he's going to Vegas. He's, you know, good for him. We've talked about this, man. If you have a chance to win a world championship, boss, I need the next three weeks off. That's how you roll, right? And you (laughs) beg, borrow, and steal to get the cash to
1: go do what you have to do. It's either I need the next three weeks off or here's my notice. But, <laughs> right. my, man, my, man, right. my man is heading west, so I don't know what the difference in the distance between Dallas and where Mussolino's out of? Where is he, out of Jersey or New York? Uh,
0: New York, yeah. He's in he Bridgeport, New, New York, York, so he's got a long way yeah. to go. Now, Clint Geis is out of uh, Washington, so is not as far to Vegas for him. But, you know, the, uh, the ideal world, right, is that – some point in the weekend they race each other right they line up and that and that becomes and the settled. de facto the yeah world championship that would be super cool yeah um, Blake Pee- Peevler uh sitting in third uh Dylan hop is uh fourth Jeff Strickland in fifth Dane Warden sixth um and Chad Axford Axford in seventh I mean all those guys above 500 points um, really, you know, had great seasons, but it appears like it's going to come down to Vince Mussolino and Clint Geis for the championship in top dragster string the NHRA side. Um, also, we should say this. We should say that Eric Grace is your Midwest top sportsman champion for this year. They put on a great series. Um, I absolutely love that series. They do a nice, nice job with that. They have good cars. They have fast cars. And Eric Grace weathers the storm this year and becomes your championship champion there. Um, and then. Shout out to Eric. Yeah, shout out to Eric. I mean, really. I mean, and I've said this for a long time. I, mean, I used to say this when I was coaching college athletics, but I say, like, if you win a champion, even a conference championship in ping pong, like you've earned something. And these guys have earned it. So, man, we want, we want to give them. All the props that uh, we can give those guys because they've absolutely earned it. And then, uh, and then PDRA wrapped up their uh, world, you know, championship this past uh, weekend. JP, you were there. You were on the grounds. You were letting go of the button. Um, you know, I think you had a good season in terms of you learned a lot. I don't know if you got as many win lights as you wanted, but uh, you had a good season. where You learned a lot with your car, right?
1: Yeah, we're making, we're steady making progress with the car. Um, no, not a lot of wind lights. Uh, but you know, we'll get there. Yeah. Um, PDRA was, um, you want to talk about a packed house, man. Um, 78 top sportsman cars, 77 top dragsters. Uh, so I mean, it was loaded. We were, they were parked everywhere. It was, it was crazy. Um, and you know, kind of, had a lot of people kind of struggling. It was like mineshaft air conditions and kind of a cooler track, and the track was always tight and it was, you know, kind of changing. You know what? You would go up and it would be bare and you could get down it, or you couldn't get down it, and then you would come in and it, it would come around and you would think that you were going to go this, but you would go faster. So it it was it was definitely a struggle. Um, I it's first time I ever seen that many top sportsman cars have, you know issues with tire shake but we were running in conditions that you don't normally see and it, it was just tough to get a hold of i mean it, they gave us a good service to work.
0: but jp here's the thing though like um, they had but, 155 top sportsman top dragster cars like that's a show right there in and of itself that yeah. is a show like I, I mean i love that i mean pdra give them credit for you know Putting that event together and and giving our style race cars a really great showcase for that, but a hundred and fifty five car show up, that's that's awesome. That's just unbelievable.
1: It's definitely it's definitely awesome. I couldn't believe when when we finally seen like the Q one tally because I knew it was a bunch of cars on the property, but you don't know until the qualifying sheets come out. And I'm like, they're like, hey, it's seventy seven dragsters. and and uh the first day it was seventy four. And then four more snuck in for the next day <laughs> to try to get in. And you know, we had a little bit of weather, so we only, you know, we got two shots to get in. And uh right. I struggled and barely snuck in, and that was about it. Uh but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that said, um yeah. that said we they wrapped
0: up their season. Chad trailer, of course, you just heard uh one top sportsman uh regular he won the world championship there donnie wood donnie hollywood urban wins uh elite top sportsman um you know and he's uh, got wind lights and miller lights going there congrats to donnie urban uh steve fur gets it done slams the door and top dragster you've heard donnie sure. on the show you've heard steve Fur. if you have not heard those guys go back and listen to those episodes i mean they're, they're both unbelievable uh tg pascal he wins top dragster championship i mean tg what hasn't he done um in that series in the last couple of years like he's he's really put himself way up there congrats he's to definitely him dominated. and then and then our girl the queen of the single cylinder report victoria Weiner. She comes up three-point shy, just really close of winning top junior drag And she gets second. So, heck of a year. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we got to give a shout-out to Victoria for for a heck of a season. They, I know they worked hard on that car. And Victoria, you know, really takes it serious. You know, like really takes – she does what it takes. And, um, yeah, we got to have her come back on and, and kind of recap the season for us
1: absolutely man yeah huge shout out to them i know they wanted that championship bad i talked to um uh, i think it was friday night and uh i was kind of like you ready to get that championship and she was like yes sir and they, they you know <laughs> they wanted it they wanted it bad it just just came up a little short man three points it's a heartbreaker but hey first year running pdra full-time and to finish second so it's coming the the championships and wins are coming for her i I look for victoria to do great things in drag racing honestly um erica in this better keep racing because victoria (laughs) might be coming for (laughs) them for Uh, that winning this female in drag race i hear that i hear that so congrats
0: (laughs) to all those series winners Oh, let's get out of the groove here for a second, JP, and talk about a former Fast Brackets podcast guest, Kelly Harper. Um, Guys, girls, if you go back and listen to episode number 52, you will get to listen to Kelly Harper. He was great on the show and for great reason. But Kelly is making the step up. He's making a step up from Top Sportsman and he is going to run top fuel here in Vegas um, next week. So really excited. Um, I mean, that's a that's quite a jump from a top sportsman car to a top fuel car, but uh, Kelly's driven a lot of stuff. I mean, he has driven a lot of stuff, so I, I'm not totally surprised about that, uh, but he's going to be driving the Patton Racing uh, top fueler. I mean, we know top fuel is... I mean, maybe the most competitive. Uh, you can make an argument, I guess, but I, I think Top Fuel is competitive one through sixteen as it's been in a long time. I mean, you can make an argument that at least ten of those guys can win every weekend. Uh, it, nothing is easy, and I don't think it's been always been that way. You know, it's not always been that way, right, JP? I mean, sometimes it, it's been a little top heavy, but um, yeah. Kelly Kelly's gonna hop in there and run some Top Fuel and do it. You know, from the latest uh, top sportsman seat, top sportsman, to top fuel. I love it.
1: That's a heck of a progression, Rex, and and that just goes to show you, um, one the caliber of guys that run top sportsman, and and, and two, what the fast brackets podcast can do for you.
0: There, there's no doubt. I mean, there's no doubt. People don't understand. I I feel like it's weird. Like this is episode number 126. And still, people don't understand about the fast brackets karma that you can get by coming onto the show. And Kelly did it.
1: You come on the show, you run a top sportsman. Next thing you know, a few years later, you get race strapped into a top fuel ride, which is, I mean, come on. Almost as cool as a top sportsman car, but, you know. It's almost,
0: (laughs) it's almost as cool. So, I mean, sheesh. Yeah, that's uh, it's a, it's a big deal for Kelly. It's a big deal for all of us top sportsman guys and top dragster guys. So I say we root like crazy for him as he makes his debut in Vegas. Uh, really fired up for him. And maybe we'll get him back on to talk about that experience um, over the winter. Sound good? Sound good to you, JP?
1: But Sounds uh, like a plan. I'd, I'd love to hear the difference between the top field car and the top sportsman car. Uh, I can only imagine i'm sure there's right, a lot right <laughs> right
0: but uh yeah we're, we're rooting like crazy for kelly uh making his debut so good luck to him and uh, in top fuel as we hit the mile per hour cone jp we're gonna mix it up a little bit we're actually going to slow this thing down we're gonna slow it way down and talk about Stephen Champ McCrory, who just won a half a mil um, last weekend at, uh, at Montgomery Motorsports Park at the Great American Bracket Races. He won, he wins a half a million bucks, doing it very differently, JP. He was the slowest car on the property and he won a half mil winning it in that bracket race. Um, my man pulls out what it looks to be like a, a mid eighties Firebird, I think. And, uh, I, I should know this exact one, but I mean, ultimately it's a street car. He's dialed seven twenties with that thing. He is legitimately the slowest car on the property. And I know he's had some seat time in that thing. And I know he's a very talented bracket racer. So I take nothing away from him, but in an era where people can go really fast, really consistently. He went the opposite and slowed it way down and, and got it done. Parked that thing in the winter circle for a half a mil going slower than everybody else. Very well. Hey,
1: just goes to show you that the uh, bracket racing is the, the ultimate level of sports. I mean, you know, it, 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 it evens everything out. Uh, if man's got a got a good idea is is making me really re re um making me really question some things <laughs> as right. far as uh <laughs> well, what I'm doing with my racing program.
0: <laughs> we'll give him a lot of credit, right? And we know he's a talented guy. We know that, and we yeah. know that he's won in a lot of different race cars. Um and he's you know a young guy. He's gonna win a lot in his career. But he did it unconventionally and I mean, really, had had they not won that thing at three o'clock in the morning, you know, had they not finished up that bracket race at three or four o'clock in the morning, whatever, it it would have been all anybody was talking about. But, you know, it kind of gets washed a little bit because bracket races kind of finish up in the middle of the night. But but he did it unconventionally. Um, One going the slowest dial on the property and you know, I think it's like 10 and a half inch slicks on that thing or something. I mean, it's, it's not, <laughs> you know, it's, it's not a sophisticated piece, but by, by most accounts, right? And uh man, give him credit. And, and really, if you take that, and you also take in Donnie Hagar, right from winning the million in his no box Vega dialed what I think he was dialed 626. You've really got an interesting storyline for this year in the fact that slower is better. I mean, that's the old slow is smooth, smooth is fast, baby
1: Yeah, and the, and door cars dominated uh big money bracket racing this year. Like flat out dominated it. And I think uh Mr. Hagar also ended up winning a world uh WDRA World he Championship also.
0: Absolutely did. No, so Donnie Hagar, obviously the people around that area know exactly who that dude is, but He left St. Louis after winning the million dollar race, stopped in some track, coming back home, won it, and then went to the WDRA World Finals, their first as an association major world finals event, and he won that as well. So my man, um, we talked about on the show before, he can probably afford to update his Silverado. Um, Whether he will or not, who knows, but uh, he probably can, and he's probably going to Add to his winnings, I'm sure. But it's it's been an interesting year with uh Donnie Hagar and, and Stephen Champ McCrory.
1: Yeah, definitely an interesting year. And speaking of that, I seen something where they said he stopped when he left WDR. He stopped somewhere and entered in Top Bulb and Footwork and didn't win nothing. But he went some rounds. And I think the word is he may get an enclosed trailer, but he's keeping <laughs> the truck. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but hey. He,
0: it, it's, all it's got to
1: be is consistent. It doesn't matter how fast it goes. If it's consistent and it'll repeat, you can put it in a warning circle.
0: That's right, man. And it's so, it's so refreshing because we were going on this path where you had to have, you know, three cars entered and you had to double them all and you had to have, you know, hundred thousand dollar dragsters and you had to have all this stuff. And um, the total reverse course this year, a hundred percent reverse course. And I think that's really really good.
1: Man, fifteen hundred open trailer and just go at it. Camping at camping beside the <laughs> the truck at the, the track is it's crazy. I
0: mean, life is good, right? Now, I can't do it as an old guy, but as a young guy, that would have been just about perfect.
1: I can tell you right now, if the final, if I'm in a final and it takes place at three o'clock in the morning, somebody gonna get a competition bad. <laughs> <would be>
2: <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> right
0: yeah it's, it's a long day I was talking to uh I was talking to a guy who runs those events quite a bit and he said you know he ran and this is the million he ran his first round at 8 a.m and he didn't make it to the final but he made it to the split and the split was at 1 a.m so you're talking about you know uh, you're talking about a 17 hour day to get to the split. I mean that's a that's a long day. Maybe it was one round after the split. I don't remember, but it was it was something along those lines. And, you know, for it probably lends itself to younger guys. I mean, champs are pretty young guys, 27, 28, something like that. Donnie Hagar similar like that. It probably doesn't lend itself to older guys at all if you're going to do that. It like definitely
1: doesn't that. lend itself to your boy cuz I'm going to miss the split and everything. <laughs>
2: Yeah, send somebody
0: up there. Just, uh, yeah, hey, please, whatever please, it is. If
1: they call, go up there and just get our cut because we the night.
0: Uh. Uh, it's hard to blame you, brother. It is hard to blame you. <laughs> All right, JP, let's uh bring this thing back in, let's take a peek in the other lane. Let's do it. Let's take the stripe. Guys, girls, that is the show. It is time to pull the shoots on episode number 126. And there it is. There's the wind light. And yeah, now you know. Now you know, man. You know we had a good show today.
1: Once you, once, you once you hear Gloria, it's all the glory in the world. It is
0: so good.
1: Uh, I was. I will
0: tell you this. I was out with uh, our good friend Ed Harney of uh, Drag Race Laurie the other night. And um, he had someone with him who did not know why we play Gloria every night. I was so happy to tell that story. If you have never, if you don't know, go back. It's, uh, I believe it's episode number nine that we talk about that. You got to listen to that show. It's it's so great. But uh, it tells you exactly why we play with Gloria every single uh, episode. It's so, so good. So, believe in yourself keep pushing on and uh play Gloria but JP we had a great week Chad trailer was unbelievable
1: great guest um great guest uh interesting perspective and Chad's been doing it a long time and Virginia native in case anybody missed that earlier here we go
0: Yes, indeed, Virginia. Yeah. Um, guys, leave us a review on SoundCloud or Facebook. and Just say, you know, like, hey, we get it, J.P., it's Virginia. We get it, That would be a good one, right? Okay, we, we get it. They
1: stop, they stop talking about Virginia. I yeah, you don't have to say anything
0: good about the show. Just say, we get it, J.P. That's
1: all you got to
2: do. <laughs>
0: Anyway, we you know, it helps. I don't know why it helps, but just if you make mention on the thing, it kind of bumps us up there. So uh, we're already the number one podcast in the world talking about top sportsman, top dragster, but, you know, it is what it is. It helps. So thank you.
1: We try to solidify our position every week. So That's right. comment, like, and share. Comment, like, and share. That's right.
0: <laughs> Guys, girls, I hope you enjoyed it. Keep the rubber side down.
1: And travel safe.
2: JP.
0: Today's episode of the Fast Brackets Podcast is brought to you by Winlight Bets. Winlight Bets is the fastest gaming action on earth using the fastest motorsport on earth. Go to the Winlight Bets Facebook page, like and follow to be up to date on all the latest information around gaming and your favorite sport, drag racing.